Hello and welcome to Boston Blackie from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Bill. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Got an idea for the lyric yet? Uh, play the melody once more, Dick. I think I've got something. It's about time. Okay, okay, hold it, hold it. All right. How's this? Uh, love won't call again. Oh. I won't fall again. Till I meet another you. That's not bad. It never was bad. A tune of yours sounds like 800 others. How do you expect me to get any kind of original idea for a lyric? Give me something to work with. All right, all right, all right. Now, look, Bill, we've been fighting like this for months. We've got to do something, and we haven't written a hit tune in a year. You want to break up the team? No, I don't want to. They both seem to have written out. What do you mean? Well, those last songs we did. (laughs) Joe Hendricks wasn't our friend as well as our music publisher. He'd have thrown them out in the alley. I don't know. Now, you put together an awful lot of bad lyrics for that group. Oh. Well, it's my fault. The lyrics were bad. Yes, they were. Just because I couldn't save those tired tunes of yours, it's my fault. Tired tunes? I ought to punch you right in the nose. That'll be a fine answer to our problem. It'll at least give me some satisfaction. Yeah? I'm warning you. I don't like violence, but I'm getting to a point where I'm going to forget how much I hate violence and remember only how much I dislike you. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth... Yes, you're sure it's pure. CV's clear, clean taste tells you that and more. From your first sip of the smooth, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass, right down to that last delicious, full-flavored drop, 
you'll find C.V. bright and sparkling, light and lively, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer, a premium-quality beer, premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Our enthusiastic friend, whose voice you just heard, has a special message for those who are not familiar with the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Just listen. Try it. Just try C.V., and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure, and it's just as smooth. Yes, sir, just as smooth. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie, enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. Of course I know Joe Hendricks, Mary. Good. But I won't know him long if I ask him to publish this song of your cousin's. Oh, now, maybe it isn't so bad, Blackie. Mary, dear Mary, everybody at some time or another has an idea he can write a song. Mm -hmm. This happens to be the time the thought struck your cousin. It should have been a trolley car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Blackie. <laughs> okay, you just made a bargain. What do you mean? You laughed at my joke. No. <laughs> I'll take your cousin's song to Joe Henry. Thanks, Blackie. Yeah, let me have it. Yeah, here. I'd like to see how it goes so we know what I'm selling. Oh, here it is. And, Blackie, when you play it, use the other nine fingers, huh? I'll do better than that. I've got a pretty bad baritone voice I've been holding back for years. I like it. Well, let's see how this epic goes. <laughs> Let me croon neath the moon in the merry month of June All the while, while you smile as you listen to my tune Oh, brother, my mother used to say I should never have taken piano lessons and she was right Why? (laughs) Mary, this song is terrible Well, no, it didn't sound too bad, Blackie You're just crazy about my voice. Oh, Blackie, you say the nicest things about you. (laughs) Is this song really terrible? Oh, it's awful. That's one of the reasons I'm taking it, though, to Joe Hendricks right now. I forgot to tell you, I don't like Hendricks either. Go on in, Mary. Okay. Hi, Joe. Well, hi there, Blackie. Long time no high see, huh? Oh, this is Joe Hendricks, Mary. He and Inspector Faraday make the worst jokes in the world. Yeah, <laughs> well, what can I do for you, Blackie? Huh? I've got a song, Joe. I'd like you to publish it. Oh. There it is. Oh, uh, let's see. What's the title? In a Blue Canoe with You. Mm-hmm. In a Blue Canoe... You're kidding with that, aren't you? Oh, no. No, Mr. Hendricks. We're very serious. My cousin wrote it. Well, your cousin ought to be a very happy character that he's your cousin, Miss Wesley. That's enough fame for anybody, eh? Oh, well, it's really nothing. <laughs> Look, Blackie, why don't you take this song back, put it on the floor, and let it crawl out of here myself? Well, don't you even want to hear it? Look, if I want bad songs, I got Dick Alton and Bill Rutley under contract. They've written nothing but bad songs for the past year. How are the boys? I haven't seen them for quite a while. Oh, physically, they're fine. Mentally, they're out of town. How about actually? Well, they're in a piano room down the hall trying to write a song. Now, please, Mr. Hendricks, won't you listen to my cousin's number? Blackie can play it for you. Well, uh, how bad is it, Blackie? I can tell you in one word, very. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I've got an idea. Oh, Hmm? what is it, Blackie? It isn't so bad that a professional songwriting team couldn't fix it up a little. Well, now, right. where did you say Alton and Brutley were, Joe? Well, they're in the piano room down the hall. I'm going in there to see him. Maybe they'll do something about your cousin's song, Mary. Oh, good. It won't be too long. Okay, yeah, okay I'll wait okay, here. The phones, phones all the time. Oh, excuse me, Miss Wesley. Oh, sure. Hello, Hendricks, B. 
Tommy boy. <laughs> Where'd you get down, Tommy boy? Well, swell, yeah. Swell, yeah. How's the lip of the old trombone? Sure, it always was the best, yeah. Hey, Tommy, I'm glad you called back. I got a song that's terrific. Oh, wait till you hear this title. Wait till you hear it. It's called You. Well, sure, I listened to your broadcast, but yeah, I wouldn't miss him, but you... Oh, you did the song last night on the broadcast, yeah. Well, it's a small world, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for calling, Tommy. Uh, that was... Uh, I know. Uh, Tommy. Yeah. Well, this is a very interesting business, Mr. Hendricks. Oh, I great little business. <laughs> oh, Blackie, uh, did you find Dick Alden and uh, Bill Rutley? Uh, yes, but uh, they were too busy to work on your cousin's song. Oh. Come on, Mary, let's get out of here. Yeah, well, I think you're right, Blackie. I think we'd better go. Yeah, right now. Uh, well, Mr. Hendricks, it was so nice. Yeah, it's anyway. hey, hey, what was that? It sounded like a scream, and nothing yeah. sounds like a scream except a scream. No, it came from that direction, Blackie, over there. Come on, hey, Mary, let's get out of here. Yeah, all right, but I never knew you to run away from a scream before. Joe! Hey, it's Bill Rutley's wife. Honey, honey, take it easy. What's the matter? It's, it's oh, Joe, it's so well, Come on, kid, come on. Now snap out of it. What is it? Joe, the, the other room. Joe, look for yourself. Come on, Blackie. Right. There's only one other room, and that's the piano room where Dick and Bill were working. What happened there, Mrs. Rutley? My husband's partner, Dick Alton. Yes. I found him shot through the heart. What? Oh, no. Now, wait a minute, Blackie. Oh. You were in there only a few minutes ago, and Alton was alive then. Oh, well, You said he didn't want to work on that song you brought me. That's right. Maybe you better stay here, Blackie. Maybe you couldn't talk Dick into helping you. Maybe you got tired of shooting off your mouth and switched to shooting off your gun. Okay. Okay, you got them all ready for the lineup, Jenkins? Yes, Big Call the woman out there first. Uh, Rollins, take this down, then take down what she says. All right, Inspector. Name, Mrs. William Rutley. Occupation, housewife, charged, suspected homicide. <laughs> well, Mrs. Rutley, what have you got to say? Anything. Inspector, why don't you get smart? She found the body, that's all. That doesn't make her a killer. Shut up, Blackie. I run things down here. Mrs. Rutley, did you kill Dick Alton, your husband's partner? No, no. All I did was find him already dead. That, that's all I know. That's all I know. Please, please let me get down from here. These, these lights, this train. I, oh, She's fainted, Faraday. Happy now? When that dame comes to, take her in and book her for murder, Rollins. Okay, Inspector. I'll be in my office. You'll be in his office, Rollins, with me. Beat it, Blackie, before I find a reason why you wanted Alton dead. Oh, I had a reason, Inspector. Eh? A reason, but not a motive. A re There's a subtle difference there you wouldn't understand. Well, Faraday has booked Mrs. Rutley for Dick Alton's murder, Mary. But he's too good a cop to stop there. No compliments to Faraday. He'll be out looking for Alton's partner, Mrs. Rutley's husband, right now. Only if we're lucky, we'll find him first. Oh, well, Mr. Hendricks said he hangs out in this place, but I, I've been looking around. I can't see him. Bartender might be of some help. Hey, buddy. Yeah? What do you have? little information for now. Do you know a fellow named Bill Rutley? Sure. Over in the last booth. Oh. Back there. Thanks. <clears throat> Come on, Mary. Oh, okay, Blackie, something's bothering me. Something in your shoe or something in your eye? Something in my mind. Oh. Was Dick Alton alive when you went into the piano room to get him to work on my cousin's songs? Good question, Mary. Good question. Remind me to answer it sometime. Oh, now, Blackie, you got to well, tell me. Well, here's the last book. Just... 
coincidentally, here's Bill Rudley. Hi, Bill. Hi. Mind if I sit down? Oh, hello, Blackie. This is Mary Wesley, Bill. Hello. Hello, Bill. You look low. Things aren't that bad. Aren't they? No. I think I found a way to get Faraday to release your wife. Thanks, Blackie. Appreciate that. Only it doesn't get me out of this mess. You're in a mess, Mr. Rudley? That's right. Dick and I were fighting. Everybody knows that. And I was just out for a walk when Dick was shot. I wouldn't worry, Bill. The fact that you and Dick were quarreling wouldn't hold as a motive for murder. No, but the insurance would. What insurance? Partnership insurance. Oh? When Dick and I were hot a couple of years ago, we took out partnership insurance. $100,000 worth. $100,000 worth? It's the only business-like thing I ever did in my life. When that policy is uncovered, I'll be in a spot. You're in such a spot right now that the heat is beginning to affect me. Bill, tell me all you know about Dick. Well, he was single. Yeah. Legitimate. Didn't play around. I see. That's about all. Okay. But somebody murdered him. Yeah. And I'm going to find out who killed your tune writer and make him face the music. Light and lively, you bet. Bright and sparkling, yes, sir. And it's just as smooth. Now, there's a description of C.V.'s flavor that should make you want to pour yourself a glass of champagne velvet right now. When you do, you'll find your taste tempted by the creamy snow-white foam that billows on top of your glass. And you'll see C.V.'s purity in its pale, clear amber color. A promise of real thirst satisfaction. But don't just look. Taste it. You'll find it, as our enthusiastic friend says, bright and sparkling from foam to finish with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. A premium quality beer made with more costly premium quality materials, premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Remember, you're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Dick Alton, part of a songwriting team of Alton and Rutley, has been murdered. Mrs. Rutley, who discovered the body, is booked by Inspector Faraday, though she claims she came into the building only seconds before the murder. Boston Blackie has discovered the songwriting team had partnership insurance, which makes Rutley a suspect. As we return to our story, Blackie is with Inspector Faraday, who is holding Mrs. Rutley on suspicion. I don't suppose you want to listen to me, Faraday. Blackie, I don't even want to look at you. Inspector, you're holding Mrs. Rutley. I checked her arrival at the Hendricks building and found out that she got in the elevator only a few seconds before she found Dick Alton's body. Yes, genius. Any smart cop would have done the same thing, only, of course, he wouldn't be any relation to you. He wouldn't. What I'm trying to tell you is that according to the coroner's report, Alton had been dead at least a half an hour before Mrs. Rutley found him. Okay, you've told me. So long, Blackie. Still the same old Faraday. You won't listen to me. Sure, I'll listen, but it's a little boring. Since when? You see, I checked all the details about the elevator myself this morning. Hmm. Mrs. Rutley has been free for two hours. Please connect me with uh, Mr. Lambert. This is Inspector Faraday of the police. Blackie, yes, sir. You'll get into trouble. This is the second time you call Lambert. Shh, Mary. Well, 
Lambert speaking. How are you, Inspector? What can I do for you? Hey, you remember I called you earlier today? Certainly. You want information on the bank accounts of Dick Alton and Bill Rutley, the songwriter. That's right. Uh, I have them right here. Good, good. Let's have that data. Alton's account hasn't fluctuated much in the past several years. I see. Uh, Rutley and his wife, Mary, have a joint account. For the past several months, there have been checks drawn against it every few days. Made out to the same person by any chance? Made out to cash, Inspector. Signed by Mary Rutley and endorsed by somebody named uh, Edward Stone. Uh-huh. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Lambert. Bye. Bye. Well, Blackie? Not exactly well, but I'm feeling better. I didn't mean that. I mean, what, what's going Mrs. on? Mrs. Rutley's first name is the same as yours. Well, what do you know? Now the thing for me to do is to discover who a fellow named Edward Stone is, and then I... Are you, are you expecting somebody? No. Well, somebody just... Come in. Oh, good evening, Blackie. Oh, Mrs. Rutley, please come in. I didn't mean to intrude, Blackie. I, I just came by to thank you for your help in getting me relief. Well, you're not intruding, Mrs. Rutley, and... Faraday let you go before I asked him to. Oh? I'm glad you dropped in. You remember Mary Wesley, don't you? Oh, How do you do? Her. Yes. Uh, won't you sit down? Oh, thank you. Cigarette, Mrs. Rodney? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry I have no matches. I did have a lighter, but I wore out one of the parts, my thumb. <laughs> I have my own matches, thank you. Uh, here we are. One book of matches. Oh, I'll light your cigarette for you, Mrs. Rodney. Let me have them. There we are. Thank you. Blackie, are the police close to finding Dick's murderer? I don't know, Mrs. Rutley. All I do know is that I'm not. Oh, I'm sure you will be. Oh, thank you. I'll just sit back and listen while you tell me how wonderful I am. Oh, I'd like to, Blackie, but I really did come down just to thank you, and, and I have thanked you, so I guess I'll run along. All right. Nice to have seen you again, Miss Wesley. Nice thank you. you. Nice to have seen you. Don't bother, Blackie. I can get the door myself. All right. Goodbye. 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 Well, she has charm, Blackie. You have green eyes, Mary. I do not. They're just sharp. I'm the observing <laughs> type. <laughs> For instance, I observed that you forgot to give Mrs. Rutley back her matches. Hmm, I'm just looking at them. Hmm. The Rio Club, it says on the matchbox cover. Rio Club? Ever been to the Rio? No, no, I don't go for that rumba and samba stuff. You I know. like to dance in English. The Rio's quite a spot, you know. Gambling hall downstairs. If you know the right people, you get in. Oh. I wonder how Mrs. Rutley got these matches. You know, I once had a book of matches with an advertisement urging me to buy my hay, feed, and grain in Davenport, Iowa. It was too far, though. I, I just let my cattle get hungry. Well, the talk is good, but the results are negligible. Well, I just thought you might like Get your coat on, Mary. We are bound for the Rio Club. The Rio Club? What for? To see if there is a certain Edward Stone there. Mm-hmm. I found out he endorsed Mrs. Rutley's checks, and Edward is one stone. I have no intention of leaving unturned. <laughs> Joe Hendricks, begin. Joe, this is Mary Rutley. Oh, hello, honey. I'm glad you called. I was going to call you and tell you how happy I was that the police let you go. You're sure you were. Well, sure, kid, sure. Just because you happened to walk in on Dick when he was dead is no reason Joe, for... Joe, the songwriting team of Alton and Rutley were under contract to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about it? Well, you had to pay them, even yeah. though they weren't producing any hit tunes. Yeah, that's right. What about it? Think a little bit, Joe. Well, uh, uh, think sure, but... what would have happened if the police found out about that. Huh? Well, I don't get you, Mary. I think you do. If one of the members of the team happened to suddenly succumb to lead poisoning, you wouldn't have to keep shelling out. Wait a minute. You, you think I killed Dick? Me? I don't get paid to think. But... I could get paid not to talk, though. Oh, now, look, Think Mary, it you... over, Joe. I'll get back to you very soon. <laughs> 
Wait here, Mary. Okay. That's the door that leads to the gambling room here in the Rio Club. I'm going to try to get in. Watch your step, Blackie. You know me. Yeah, that's what I say. Watch your step. <laughs> here goes. Well, I'd like to get inside, friend. I could use a little action. What makes you think anything goes on in here? Oh, a friend of mine told me. A fellow named Stone, Edward Stone. He's a friend of yours? We're just like this. No kidding. Yeah. Who introduced you to Stone? Uh, a friend of mine named Rutley, Bill Rutley. Songwriter? Yeah. You're kidding. He's never been here. Well, <laughs> it wasn't exactly Bill. It was uh, really Dick Alton, his partner, the fellow who was murdered yesterday. You're quite a joke, his son. Alton used to come here, but he never introduced you to Stone. Now beat it. Oh, no, you don't close any doors on me. Okay, I'll hang one on you then. <laughs> Sorry, friend. But you practically asked for that. Come on, get up. Tell me something. What made you so sure nobody introduced me to Edward Stone? What did? Yeah. Pretty simple, kid. I never met you before, did I? No. Well, I'm Edward Stone. Faraday, you've got to listen to me. Who says so? Someday your mind is going to be arrested for obstructing justice. Yeah, drag on. I've just come from the Rio Club. I don't know anything about the Rio Club, Blackie, except you should have stayed there. You want me to meet you at the office of Joe Hendricks, the music publisher? That's it, and bring Mr. and Mrs. Rutley there, but be sure Hendricks is there, too. I'll do it. I'm going to hate myself in the morning. Hey, you. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. What do you have? Your license, if I don't get some right answers around here. I'm Faraday of headquarters. Oh, yes, sir. You got a guy hanging around here named Rutley, Bill Rutley? He's a songwriter. His partner got himself killed yesterday. Oh, Bill Rutley. Now, he ain't here. Why is he here when he left? Where'd he go? Who knows? You try his house? No, but I'm going there anyway to pick up his wife. I'll grab him there if he's home. If he gets back here, hold him, understand? Sure, sure. Hey, uh, Inspector, how's your friend Boston Blackie feel? I don't know, I don't care. And what difference is that to you? No difference. Only if Blackie's feeling good, means your case is pretty near solved, don't it? I've got Joe Hendricks. Mr. and Mrs. Rutley are inside in Hendricks' office, just like you asked, Blackie. Good. And now, don't you think it's about time you told me why I did it? Well, uh, you did it, Faraday, because one of them murdered Dick Alton. Well, we'll see. Now, take a deep breath, Faraday. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, take a seat, Faraday. Go ahead. Sit down. Everybody oh, sit down. What's the idea? This plucky. I'm trying to run a music business. And here. I'm trying to run down a murderer, Joe. That's more important. Oh, yeah, well. You looking at me, Blackie? Possibly. Uh, Bill, you were the lyric writer in the Alton-Rutley team, weren't you? That's right. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, are you comfortable, Mrs. Rudley? Oh, yes, thank you. Very. Get on with it. Now that we're all here, I've got to confess something. Yesterday morning, I left Hendricks and Mary in this office and went into a piano room where I found the murdered body of Dick Alton. And I picked up a piece of music manuscript paper that was lying on the floor near the body. Uh, Dick was putting the tune down on paper when I left him. Dick was working on that music when his killer walked in. He took one look and 
wrote down five notes at the bottom of the manuscript page. Here's the manuscript paper, and I'm going to play you the five notes right now. All right to use your piano, Joan? Yeah? Oh, sure, sure. All right, go ahead. Thanks. Now, here are the five notes. That's all, just those five notes. Anybody recognize the tune? Hey, wait a minute. That sounds it like, uh, uh, probably isn't any published tune, Blanky. Just an idea Dick got and jotted down. I think oh, not. I think it was his way of naming the killer he saw walk into that piano room, gun in hand. Uh, silence gun, no doubt. Yeah, wait a minute. Play those five notes again. Sure, here. Hey, hey, that's George M. Cohen's Mary. That's right. Well, what's that got to do with this? Everything. The first line of the lyric, the one that matches these notes, is... Cause it was Mary... Dick Alton named his murderer just before he was shot. Mary Rutter, you killed Dick Alton. Grab I a Faraday. Don't let her get through that door. Come on, I had to do what I said. Well, this is a fitting climax in a music publishing office. I supply the words and music, and a murderess decides to sing. What don't you understand, Faraday, as if that were news... Why, Mrs. Rutley killed her husband's partner. Anybody knows the answer to that, Inspector. Sure, anybody but me. Do you know, Miss Wesley? Well, I think so. Dick Alden had seen Mrs. Rutley gambling at the Rio Club. He threatened to tell her husband if she didn't stop. But she couldn't stop because she had to try to win enough money back to put in the joint account that she'd been draining. Touchdown, Mary Wesley. It was simple. Yeah. So Mrs. Rutley killed Alden because she knew he would expose her. How do you amaze me? That's right. Yeah. I found out from Edward Stone, Alton used to gamble at the Rio Club, and the chances are he must have seen it. Okay, wise guy. But remember, you're the guy who wanted me to let Mrs. Rutley go yesterday because you checked the elevator starter and found out that she'd come in only seconds before she screamed. You'd let her go before I asked you to, Faraday, remember? Yeah, all right, infallible. And that's easy to explain. She simply used the stairs the first time when she shot Alton and left the building, then came back a half hour later using the elevator where she could be seen. You're such a genius, Blackie. When you had a clue like that music thing in your pocket all the time. Uh -huh. I practically told you that Mary Rutley murdered Alton. You could have gotten the clue the same way I did, Faraday. Oh. Wrote it yourself. That's what I did. Wrote it yourself? I knew my facts were right, but I couldn't prove any of them, so I had to pretend that Dick Alton had written those notes in the hope of getting her to make a break, and she did. Well, aren't you going to congratulate me? What for? You're getting married? I've got half a mind to... Uh, hold it right there, Inspector. Right where? Right where you were. You just said, Blackie, I've got half a mind. And you know something, Inspector? What? That's the first time you've been right in years. Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium price, no, sir. There is no finer beer. And it's just as smooth. And that's saying a lot in a few words. For Champagne Velvet is accepted everywhere as a beer of real premium quality. Here's why. Champagne Velvet's famous formula calls for only the more costly premium quality materials. And CV is made the more costly way. No time saved at the expense of careful brewing. No cost saved at the expense of controlled aging. Aging that brings CV to you at the peak of its famous million-dollar flavor. But... CV's flavor tells you all of that. Full-flavored thirst satisfaction, of course. But more than that, CV's clear, clean taste 
makes you sure it's pure. Yes, sir. Proves premium quality at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. Uh, now, here's an example of what's in store for you on next week's Boston Blackie Adventure. <laughs> hey, Whitey. Yeah, Gabriel. Where's Paul? Yeah, in the other end of the roof, talking to Mars. Yeah, we'll get him. Yeah, leave the lovebirds alone for a while. What's the rush? Look, I've been waiting seven years, Whitey. Paul and me have been waiting, too, Gabriel. Uh -huh. You wouldn't split that 50 grand until you got out. That was our agreement, remember? Yeah, sure. Cops grabbed you for the job. We held on to the dough until you got out. Well, we've been holding it. All right, where is it? Well, Paul cashed the dough in for bonds and hid him. Now, don't worry, they're safe. <laughs> Who worries? Well, the way you... Wonder where my girlfriend is. Now, she'll be here. Uh -huh. Oh, hey, here comes Marge, Paul's Whitey, girlfriend. Where's Paul? Well, I thought he was with you. Well, he was until a couple of minutes ago. Maybe he went downstairs. Oh, we've been standing here in front of the only exit. Now, look, boys, I left him just for a couple of minutes to go watch that plane. If he isn't up here, he must have walked down. Well, maybe he jumped. No. Well, he didn't walk down. I'm going to look down into the street. Where are you going, Whitey? Well, I'm going to look on this side of the building. He's not down here. Well, he's not here either. And hey, what goes on? I don't understand this. Paul isn't up here. There's no place for him to hide, and we looked down and couldn't see him. Well, so what? So it means he's disappeared into thin air. Mm -hmm.